And this is the 17th episode of Choice, my experience building relationship with God. Marriage, out of the New King James Version, Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 through 24 says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I wasn't saved when I met my husband. I was worldly. I was out in the world. And I was an absolute catastrophe on my way to being a disaster. I asked my husband to marry me. Understand, my husband was 17 years my senior. He was a very tall man, and he was trim. He was from Chicago. He had grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. However, he was a Vietnam vet. He was a screaming eagle, 101st Airborne. He also was a widower. By the time I had met him and we were kicking it together, he had already lived the equivalent of... More than one lifetime. He was married really young. And he shipped off to the army. I think right when he was 18. He had married before he left for the army. And... Through the next four years, they ended up having three three children, three girls. I, I'm thinking that while he was in the Army, his wife and the children were staying with at his mom and dad's house. I'm not sure, but 
Anyway, when he was honorably discharged and he went home, he was watching the children because his mom and his wife were going to go out shopping and his dad was going to drive them. Well, as he explained it to me, his dad had this bad habit. He was he had a station wagon. He would drive the station wagon that he owned and he liked to race trains. And with the station wagon. And what he would do is he would race the train and try to beat it going across the train tracks. He was successful at at doing that quite a few times. However, my husband did not like it. It just caused him to cringe every time his dad told him he did it. This particular day when his dad took his his wife and, and his mother out shopping was one of those days he decided to race the train. But this time, not only did he not make it, his wife and my husband's wife were killed. All three of them were killed in the train accident. My gosh. My husband was so young. He was left to raise three girls. I believe he was under the age of 26. He had to fight the other family members off from trying to take his daughters from him. And it wasn't easy for him because he he wasn't always, he didn't always have a, a, a good job. So there was times that times were tight for them. However, he ended up getting a good job with the Cook County Department of Transportation, and he managed to raise his daughters, and all three of his daughters ended up becoming registered nurses. However, he didn't, they never contacted him. After they grew up and were on their own, in the 20 years that we were married, I never heard him speak of them or say that he talked with them or that they called him. My husband, by the time I met him, he was set in his ways. He was stable as an anchor. And he was fearless. He just didn't let nothing shake him. I saw this in him. And one day I asked him to marry me. 
we had our daughter, and I wasn't going to wait for him. I figured, well, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I asked him. <laughs> and it was it was really interesting because, see, I wasn't saved. I was not saved, and so I drank and cussed and smoked just as much as he did. And we got along really, really well with each other. He was really intelligent. He was really intelligent. And he was an incredibly patient man. The things that he was at the time that I saw those things in him, at the time that I asked him to marry me, the things that I saw in him, the strength, the stability, the patience, the wisdom, these were things either I didn't have or I didn't see them in myself because they had yet to be developed. He said yes. <laughs> and this was during the time that my son was missing. So it was like a distraction in a kind of a way for me because then I needed to make, you know, our plans for our wedding. And we had to find a church because I didn't have a church home. Some kind of way I found this church out in Bloomington and called and spoke with the pastor and we set up an appointment because he said he wanted to have some counseling with us before he married us, being that I didn't, we didn't have a church home. And so we agreed to meet with them and things went okay during the counseling. And the pastor agreed to marry us. So we had a church and we had a date. Our wedding was simple, but it was really pretty. My husband paid for my wedding gown. <laughs> it was really beautiful. It had a lot of lace on it. It, it was really, really a beautiful dress. And I had made my veil... I was able to go to the fabric store and I found some lace that matched the color of my gown because I wore a vanilla-colored gown with princess sleeves and a heart-shaped neckline. And it was tight to the torso and then it came out like a bell. And it had a small train on the bottom of the dress and the the dress was overlaid in this lace, and I had found this lace that matched it at the fabric store. It was really something because it was a few days before the wedding, and I had went to pick up my bridal gown. They had to do some alterations. When I arrived at the bridal shop and I went to the desk, and let them know that I was there to pick up my gown, that it had 
I had purchased it, and there were alterations that needed to be done. And it took him a little bit to locate the dress, and I was I was antsy because I was really concerned, and I'm like, well, what's going on? And in a hesitation kind of way, they told me very apologetically that they discovered that the alterations had not been done on my dress. Understand that my dress was like, it was totally n- not ready. The wedding was that weekend on a Saturday. I was there picking up the dress on a Wednesday evening. So they had like 48 hours to do these alterations. Invitations had gone out. Weeks prior, it, everything was set up. The food was bought and being prepared and everything. And <laughs> they're telling me my dress was not ready. And they were, oh, boy, they were really apologizing a whole lot. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not ready, but y'all better get it ready because I'm getting married on Saturday. You know, and they were so apologetic, and they promised me if the owner of the store had to deliver the completed dress to our home himself, they had said that they would get the alterations done and it would be done. So I'm like, okay. And I went home. I shared it with my man, and I think I cried a little bit, and he was so comforting. And that was Wednesday night. Well, that Friday, we had our bridal party get together, and they had come over to our place, and the the um he was having his that's what it was he was having his bachelor party so the wedding party uh even the the maid of honor the bridesmaid and and his groomsmen came over and we was kicking it playing music preparing food for the next day and drinking and stuff my dress it was friday and it was getting to be friday early evening And my dress wasn't there yet. But I was trusting in what they said. And and we were having a great time, laughing, talking, drinking. The ladies was helping me prepare the, the excellent food that we had. My brother was there. And we were having a great time. And about 7 o'clock that evening, the doorbell rang. And I went to answer the door. Lo and behold... It was the owner, and he had this huge white bag, this white garment bag. (laughs) It was my dress. They had did what they said, and the owner brought the dress, the gown himself. 
I gladly received a hit from him and thanked him. And I made it upstairs with the garment bag and I walked in our place. And I said, they just delivered my gown and I had it draped over my arms. And it was so awesome because everybody just cheered. Yeah, all right. Woohoo. You know, and we were off to the races, man. <laughs> It was so great. Everybody, the guys, the gals, everybody just cheered all at the same time. And I was just crying. It was so great. I had yellow roses with white daisies. I had a maid of honor and one bridesmaid. It was his sister. So she was my maid of honor, and then his sister was my bridesmaid, and it was an early evening wedding in the latter part of August, and it was such a beautiful evening. The sun was just, it was a, the sky was blue and the sun had been shining all day. It was beautiful. Had candlelight. My dad came and walked me down the aisle. My sister was there. My great aunties came, other extended family, and people that we knew that we worked with, whatnot. The wedding was, it was a simple wedding, and it was, it was, it was just, it was really beautiful. My, 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 uh, what am I thinking? Oh, my best friend that I grew up, he was there. <laughs> I call, I call, I refer to him as my brother. It was, it was a very good day. <laughs> but I tell you, we was in our ways. Because after we got married, we had to drive in. We had, there was this couple that had this really nice navy blue New Yorker. And they drove us. They were that was our wedding car, and they drove us back into the city. And there was this neighborhood bar around where he lived. And <laughs> this is just how we stopped at the neighborhood bar. And here I am in my gorgeous gown, and he's he he was dapped in his tuxedo. Him and his best man and his groomsman. And we stopped, and here I am running across the street <laughs> in the hood <laughs> to get to the neighborhood bar so we could have throw back some drinks. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. But I knew I was safe. My husband. And he had his posse with him. Hey, wasn't nothing going to happen back in those days. Yeah, it was a total different time. We, to keep costumes, we had our reception at our place. And it was, it was glorious. It was just glorious. By the time we got there, back to our place, Everybody that was at the wedding and a few more people were there, so our place was packed. And it was like it was like a long apartment. It was like 
The bedroom was in the back. The bathroom pantries was in the next coming forward. And then coming forward was the kitchen and dining room. And then you go all the way forward to the front of the brownstone. And that was the living room. Well, the living room and the kitchen to the where the bathroom and pantries were, were packed with people. And there was people from the U, there was people from my internship, there was people from his job and family, and everybody was talking with each other. My dad came, and we had excellent food. My brother was there, and yeah, it was it was so wonderful. It was really beautiful. We had the wedding cake set up in the corner in the living room by the, the picture window, and there were candles there and champagne, and the buffet was in the dining room area where the kitchen was. We really had a great time. It was great. It was great. God is real. God is real. 